Well, we have just a packed Sunday. We have Senior Sunday. We have a baby blessing. All right, so let's stand and sing. I'm just kidding. Some of you thought maybe, maybe, this, I told you this was going to happen. But also, I want to introduce to you Lily. You might have met Lily a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, maybe. Um, but Lily is our youth intern, and she's officially here for the summer. So give her, show her your love. And her parents, Jason and Robin, are here in, um, in the pews with us, and uh, they, they are not staying, uh, but we would love to have them. Uh, but we're so thankful that Lily's here and that she's going to be participating with us and guiding our teens uh, this summer. Uh, so, uh, I, and also, she's, this is for college credit, right? So y'all can call me professor. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good idea. I, I, um, getting baptized was the most important thing ever growing up. And rightfully so. It was, it was an important thing. It was an important thing, but so much so that I heard people say things like, you know, the, the greatest day of my life is the day I gave my life to the Lord. Like, well, you've been married, and like, I don't know. That's great. Yes, I'm sure. But that feels like lip service to me sometimes, doesn't it? Because it's, you're 12. That's, that's the age everyone becomes sinners. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> as soon as you blow those candles out. But you, you, you turn, and you, it's sort of, it, it, is, it was so emphasized. In my world, that that we've—I used to joke that it was, uh, or I still am apparently—that you you had to you had to hear that baptism was essential, believe that baptism was essential, repent from thinking baptism wasn't essential, confess that baptism is essential, and get baptized because baptism is essential. It was essential. It was important, and we were right. But we missed a little bit of it, I think. You know what's crazy to me? Growing up, like the, the, the emphasis that was put on baptism, and we still sold it short. It was forgiveness of sins. Have sins, don't have sins. But you better watch it as you walk down them steps. Be careful. One, you might literally, actually slip and fall. But for the rest of your life, you might slip and fall. And so, this baptism was essential, but we sold it short. Forgiveness of sins. Yes, yeah. I used to joke that whenever Rachel uh, married, and when I asked her to marry me, this actually didn't happen, but everyone that knew her knew that this was likely. When I asked Rachel to marry me, she, she returned with, will there be cake? <laughs> she loves cake, loves wedding cake in particular. Um, good wedding cake. It's always disappointing when you go to a wedding and the wedding cake's not good. It's sad. It's the only reason you're there. <laughs> but we, so we, we had a, 
we just this but when if if you're just getting baptized for the forgiveness of sins just that it's like getting married just for the cake there's so much more going on than the fact that you were a sinner and now you're not that you were one thing and now you're not to the point that i could tell you of baptism i could convert somebody i could walk across the street to the apartments and like knock knock on doors uh, which is a pre-covid thing we used to do we would open the door and say i'm not ill and you just breathe in their house you say if jesus came back today what would you what would you could but you could convince somebody you're a sinner you need forgiveness you are doomed with your sins. You need forgiveness. What, what gets you forgiveness? Come, let, let, me, let me dunk you in this water. And we could do it. I think we could convince people to get baptized without once mentioning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I think at times we did. Not a lot. I once had a guy who was in our, at our church. He came to our church occasionally because he and our, uh, a, a woman in our church at the time uh, would go on door-knocking campaigns. They would go um, uh, rat-a-tat-tat gospels, is what I called them. And we would, they would go and knock doors. And he was telling me, his, he, came, he came to my office one day. He said, I'm going to tell you how I get people to give their life to the Lord. Okay, good. This will be fun. And he, he told me, and it was the most manipulative thing I've ever heard. And I, and I told him, that. I said, that feels a little manipulative. And he said, well, if the devil can do it, so can I. And I thought, that's not good reasoning. <laughs> that's not solid. Uh, like, you can't say that in any other. What are you doing next? Tempting Jesus? This isn't Okay. Like, you don't get to do something. So, but, like, manipulation gets people to make decisions. But it doesn't make people who, it doesn't make disciples. It doesn't make people who follow Jesus. Can you make a decision for God? Yeah. But in all Paul's letter, Paul does not ever try to convince those people to get baptized. It's clear why they're already there. Which I think my preacher growing up on Sunday nights could have used a lesson in. Looking around the room, you thought, we're all baptized. But man, he's going to town on baptism. He's pounding that pulpit about what we believe and preaching our church instead of our gospel. Baptism, in Paul's words to his churches, were a reminder This weekend is uh, Rachel, Rachel and mine's anniversary. It's our anniversary. Yeah. It's been a few years. 17? Yeah. I'm excited because it's a prime number. I think we should celebrate more when it's prime. <laughs> That's just me. But we remember every day that we're married. You know, it never, it never gets back to us on our anniversary. I'm like, what day is today? 
oh, that's when we got married. We're married! We don't have to be reminded that we're married. Paul is constantly, hey, don't you know, don't you remember that when you were baptized, when you were immersed, don't you remember what happened? Don't you know that this is what happened? And it's not just, hey, don't you remember that when you were baptized, your sins were forgiven? So, better watch out. I mean, there's an element of it, that's for sure. But he's saying, don't you remember that when you were baptized, you were connected with, joined with. You, the, the language he uses in the with here in Romans 6. You were with him in his death. You were raised with him to walk with him. That when you are immersed into Jesus, the immersion is supposed to hold. That when you are immersed into Jesus, you are now with him. Now when I am with Jesus, that offers me a lot of things. There are a lot of benefits of being with Jesus. Sins are forgiven. Hope for a new life. Following the one true king. There is a lot going on as I am with Jesus. But be sure of this. It is the with Jesus that is the true gift. There's a lot coming from that. But it is just the, the presence There's times Rachel and I think, kids are out of town, summer they're gone, grandparents, kids are out of town, let's, uh, maybe we should do something. Date night, whew, date night, all right, a lot of pressure, pick the right restaurant. Can't go watch a movie because we don't do that that often. But in the end, a lot of times we just end up sitting on the back porch and talking. Dates were fun when you weren't always with the person. But sometimes the date gets in the way of the with. And to be close to and near the, the one you love. And there are a lot of wonderful things that come with that. Rachel makes me laugh. She corrects me when I'm wrong. I don't say that like, you know, your wife always corrects you. You know, like, I need that. We need that. It's beautiful. There's, we just enjoy each other. It's the presence that is the gift. When we are immersed in Jesus, Paul's reminding those people, when you were immersed, it wasn't just a, a dunking in the water but is now a new life committed to the immersion itself. That my baptism isn't just something that happened to me after church camp one summer on a Saturday. But it's something that's happening to me today. You ever have this uh, when you, I, I, don't, I don't know where a lot of you grew up, but where I grew up, um, sometimes people would flail 
when they were baptized? The bubbles would come out, oh no, you know, they're just panicked. Leg kicks up. You always have that one person in church that's like, we got to do that again. I saw their toe. Well, they weren't fully immersed. Yeah. If when the kingdom of God comes, and I see Ernie, and he's missing a saved toe, I'll apologize to him then. I mean, maybe if it's like his dominant hand, we'll like, let's get him under. We don't want to risk it. But that was the, like the, the complaint. But I'm more, off, more often the problem in my life is that I'm called to be fully immersed in Christ and I've got parts of me sticking out of the water. I've claimed one thing. Maybe I'm just heart high, but my mouth is a different animal. Maybe what I watch and listen to doesn't immerse me into Jesus. Our baptism, as Paul reminds the Romans, as I need to be reminded on a regular basis, our baptism has come. My baptism, your baptism, has committed us to something every day. I'm performing a wedding. This, uh, I never know what to call it. People are like, I married them. Like, that's, that, that's confusing. Quit saying that. I'm, I'm performing, I'm doing a wedding. I'm not going to say officiating, but I look British. From Arkansas, I don't say things like officiating. Doing a wedding. One of my favorite things to do in a wedding is to do the, uh, if anybody has any objections, shut your mouth. This isn't a daytime television show. <laughs> and then the other thing I remind them is that their I do's at that moment are this larger I do that is committing them to say I do every day. When you commit on this day, it's not just a commitment for the present, it's a commitment for every day. This is the big I do that handles the other I do's, that promises the other I do's. Men, your wife can tell when you have sat down from the other room. And it's then that the Holy Spirit sends her a message saying, you need water. <laughs> I mean, there's times, Rachel's so good, there's times I've gotten here. And it's like the point of no return. Hey, can you fill up my water? Oh. They know. But one of the joys of my life is getting to say I do to everything Rachel asks of me. One of the, one of the calls 
to our Christianity, one of the calls to our life is to say, I do to the God who proposed to us. Who offered us the opportunity to be with him. Who offered us the opportunity to be, be well, to walk alongside him, to be present with him. And so we immerse ourselves in Jesus. We are a church that says, we want to be a church that says, I do. To the God who calls us. To be people who walk daily immersed in the call of Jesus. When he says, don't you remember your baptism? I don't want you to think about the certificate your church gave you. the steps of, that you took beforehand or the, the person that was there. I couldn't get baptized by myself. My dad did it. It's a very particular thing. You have to, like, you have to teach people the whole. It's this. The reason you're doing this is this creates a handle for the person baptizing you. It's a fact. I'll grab you right here. Don't let go. I don't want to have to grab the face when you're flailing. Just here. It's like this. And so there's, I, there I went. My dad grabbed me, immersed me into Jesus. And that's what we need each other for. I need you to hold me under sometimes. Keep me immersed. Keep me committed. Our baptism isn't just some sort of uh, outward sign that our sins are forgiven. It's our I do. It's our commitment. We come out of that water ready to walk. And we are forever immersed into the one who redeemed us, who rescued us. We are forever immersed into the one who proposed to us and said, I do first. And so for that, we will be eternally grateful. For the God who forgives, who loves, who is present with, and who seeks us every day. So may we be immersed this week into the loving God who redeems our brokenness but does not focus fully on that but walks with us as we walk with each other. Let's pray together. Holy Father, you are so good to us. We need your presence. As was said earlier, just sitting with you, knowing that you love us, is all we need. It gives us strength, God. God, whether it's through something as wonderful as centering prayer, through worship, through 
through whatever it is you can use in our hearts, God. Keep us immersed in your love. Keep us committed to your kingdom. God, bless us this week. Bless us abundantly with the fruit that your spirit produces. May we always wake up and say I do to your call. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.